Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby Be Better. Stay tuned. Welcome back to a new episode of Stay Tuned Sports with your good friend Jimbo here and our good buddy King. First one, first one in a while since we've been around here, around these parts. And it's been so long, I almost messed up that whole intro there. <laughs> almost. You got your little tripped up at a little pause there, but we got through it. And yeah. hey, listen, it's like riding a bike. You know, you got you have a little stumble at first, but right back on it. You know what I'm saying? I had to knock uh, some of the rust off. Uh... I'll tell you what, man, we are, we, speaking of knocking rust off, man, we are in a, we are just in the deadest of dead period for sports. So honestly, we haven't had a show together in about, what, three weeks or a month or so? Yeah, something uh, like that. And I think you did one show in the meantime there, so we kind of <laughs> had like, there's been like two weeks where there's been nothing anyway, but if there's a time of year to not have something happen, uh, this is the time of year. But as, as I mentioned to you before the show, um, this is the time of year where you see like a lot of the the sports talk people like Dan Patrick, uh, um, even some of the local guys like here at WFAN and other stuff like that. Like this is the time of year where everybody kind of takes off anyway. Rich Eisen, yeah. Uh, so because there's nothing going on, so it's it's like yeah, we're not really missing anything. You guys aren't really missing anything. Um, I, I, what, what did we miss? Oh, there was they did NASCAR racing in Chicago. Whoop de shit! You know, I, I did um, watch that. That was a pretty fun race to watch, though. I saw the end of it. It's like all right. It's like uh, it, it, it's it's uh, it's like watching a Jersey Turnpike. It's did, like all right. See the, I see that shit every day in New Jersey. You know, did like you see the traffic jam. Yes, I did. I said that that's why that it looked exactly awesome. like the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> you know, um, you know, and uh, you know the visuals were cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know about again. I'm not a NASCAR guy, so I don't know about well, you know, whether the racing was good or if it was bad or the da da this or da da that or whatever. Obviously, the guy who uh, came from racing on the streets won the street race, so 
big surprise there. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it's the first guy to win his NASCAR debut in 60 years. And it's like, yeah, but he's the one guy there that was like an, a known champion street racer. Yeah. And, oh, my God, he won the street race. Holy shit. There's a shock. Um, so, and that's, uh, that's the like, only race he raced, too. You know, but to, to me, it reminds me a lot of the, the L.A. Coliseum race, the, the uh, duels that they do out there, which is it's fine. Like, I'm sure, like, some NASCAR purists fucking hate it, which I saw online. A lot of people on NASCAR hated the fact they were in Chicago. They hate that L.A. Coliseum uh, uh, Gatorade duels or whatever they are now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's done basically for, uh, yes. Is it done for the gimmickry? gimmickry? Yes. It's done to bring eyeballs to it and for the scenery of it. You know, you get the view of fucking, you know, uh, NASCARs just fucking zooming right down Michigan Avenue. It's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it's, it's uh, you know, uh, I get, it didn't grab my attention for the whole race. Like, I kept on flipping back to it and seeing what was going on. Because, again, there, there was a big delay, too, because of the fucking storms that went through. Yeah. Uh, so, but overall, I mean, I mean, there's something. I mean, it was more interesting than watching the fucking baseball all-star game, which I didn't do, um, you know, which is, again, we're in this time of year where there's really nothing going on. Hockey's over. Basketball, even though I'm not a huge basketball guy, when, when it's push comes to shove, I'll watch it if there's nothing else on. Yeah. That's over. Uh, football, we're still two weeks away from training camp, but we're only two weeks away from training camp. So there's something. Um, the last month of no football. This is we we have passed the point where yeah because June was the last month where there will be absolutely zero no football. Now we are in July where we will have training camp and in August we have preseason and so then we actually will have football games that we will watch literally five minutes of the first quarter of <laughs> and then turn off. But, I don't know. Uh, I, I usually watch the whole game because I I do I, I do I like can't. watching for those those. Uh, diamond in the rough type players and things oh, like that. Like, I, I'm sure people do, and you know the the people who are really like deep down analytical. I'm going to look at all these numbers and look at this guy and his. Uh, well, you know his speed in the combine was this, and look at his. He's got such upside. Da, 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 da. Um, that was never me. Like I I, I admit that. Like I, I th- th- that was one of the things when when we started this was like uh, I'm never going to be one of those statistical analytical guys like i'm gonna look at what i'm seeing as you know the the fat asshole in the bar who's watching tv uh and that's and that's what i am and i'm okay with that but for the most part let's face facts when that hall of fame game comes on we get excited oh we're gonna see people in nfl uniforms this is gonna be great oh finally the nfl's back it feels so good and you see everything from Fawcett stadium out there and canton and it's all the weekend with all the with all the hall of fame stuff going on and do 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 da 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 all right and then that game starts and then five minutes into it when it's all fucking third stringers and people are fucking tripping over themselves it's like all right this was great what else is on <laughs> isn't house of the i think the only murders in the building is back so uh, we'll put that on yeah we'll watch a little selena gomez and that'll be fine and uh you know but uh you know but it, it we're getting closer yeah. and and that's and that's the good thing um also that means that we're getting closer to uh to listen this is actually one of my favorite parts of the summer and of football and of training camp time is the uh hard knocks love yes. it yes yeah i've always looked at, i remember a couple of years ago when they were did the browns and you had uh uh who was that jarvis landry i think was in the room 
and he was going off like and then he went on this speech of just like listen i hate fucking losing don't want to fucking lose anymore it's like a disease if you start losing you get okay with it and that's it and i'm not going to be okay with it we're not fucking losing and da 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 you know and i was like man i'm gonna run through the fucking wall for this guy let's go you know (laughs) i love those fucking things and then dan campbell last year I mean, the Detroit Lions uh, uh, hard knocks was a great one to watch. I was addicted to that. Loved that. Uh, and now we know who's going to be this year, who we kind of thought all along yeah, uh, is going to be the New York Jetropolitans there. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I'm just curious how long before Aaron Rodgers takes shots at Green Bay on, on camera. Well, th- that makes me wonder because there was obviously there's the well-publicized uh, – resistance coming from the Jets and really coming from everybody. I think that it was the Jets. The, the ones that were eligible were the Jets, the Bears. Um, Wasn't Detroit again? No, they wanted to do Detroit again, but apparently the NFL has the, the set rules are that it has to be a team that didn't make the playoffs the year before and has a new head coach. Oh, okay. So it can't be. Uh, I think those are two. Of the, I think there's other criteria as well, um, but like those are the two ones that like it's usually uh, it's a team that didn't make the playoffs or a team that has a new head coach or both. Now the Jets still have Salah, uh, but obviously they didn't make the playoffs this year, just barely missing without a quarterback. Yeah. But if we're gonna be honest, if you took a look at the teams that were available, even if you wanted to do the lines again, like. You want fucking Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the New York Jets right now to show like you that's what you want. That's gonna bring eyeballs in. It's gonna be like, is he gonna say anything about Green Bay? Like what is the Jets chemistry gonna be there? Like all this kind of stuff. Because the Jets in, in the off season right now are one of the most hyped teams. They're immediately put into like that that contender tier in the AFC, um, simply for having Aaron Rodgers. And I agree with that part as well. Um, again, they almost made the playoffs last year without a quarterback. Now you get a MVP caliber quarterback there in Aaron Rodgers. Um, With some good, good players around him, too, this time around. And that's what I mean. That that team has got solid, great offensive weapons. Uh, who's that running back they have? Bryce Hall? Bryce Hall? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember where he got the he got the ACL injury last year. Yeah. When he was, where he was going to be off and go and get the rookie of the year. He got injured, and then they end up having a rookie of the year anyway in, in their receiver. Uh, and then they have Sauce Gardner on the defensive end get defensive rookie of the year. Their defense is good. They have to. I, they've done a little bit to help fix that offensive line, so hopefully Rodgers doesn't get killed. Yeah. Um, but like with the weapons they have, they have uh, not to mention he's also taken every favorite weapon he had in Green Bay and brought it with him to New York. Um, you know, with Lazard is there and uh, somebody I can't remember who else uh, right now um, off the top. But I Cobb. know there's a few. Wasn't it Cobb? I think Cobb might be there as yeah. well. Uh, so I mean, like, so he's got weapons. He's got weapons that he knows and he trusts. And not only that, but he also has weapons who are even though he hasn't played with them before, are obviously proven commodities uh, in the Jets running back and in their wide receiver, both of who were Rookie of the Year candidates and the one actually won it uh, uh, before the running back got injured. So, I mean, like, it's there for the Jets. Like, this is the first time that I can remember in about 20 years 
where there was a significant preseason hype about the Jets. Now, I know the Jets, what was it, about 12 years ago, went to back-to-back AFC championship games. Yeah. But that was mostly done with their defense and with Rex Ryan and having all that. Now, the Jets' defense is good, uh, but this is the first time where it's been like there, there is a palpable excitement about what the Jets' offense can do uh, along with that defense. Like, this is, this is a team that can compete with the top teams in the AFC. Um, on paper, again, this is all on paper. Yeah. You know, again, everything on pa- if everything was done on paper, the Cowboys would have thirty Super Bowl championships. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, it's it's uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. So, if from from the NFL's perspective, from HBO's perspective, uh, from NFL Films' perspective, it was a no brainer. You were going to go with the Jets. I think what took them so long to get to this point was the fact that the Jets were saying. No, we don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. We really don't want to do this. Um, and finally, it just came to the point where it's like, listen, you're fucking doing it. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, so who knows? Maybe you'll get a couple of real crabby fucking people there. Like maybe, you know, you, you, you might not get as much great footage. Uh, you know, maybe you'll have some of the players or the coaches kind of try to be real uh, uh Guarded yeah. with what they see around the place, whereas nor- from what it would be normally, um, simply because we know now that there was uh, a, an actual movement in the Jets organization to not be that team. So, yeah, um, I don't know, but I, I honestly think even that for me, that makes it even more intriguing. Now I'm going to be like, now I really want to see, are they going to try to hold things back? Are they going to be like, have a real bad fucking attitude in the first couple episodes? Like, what are we going to do here? Like, I'm interested to see how all that happens. So, um, if anything, I think that just adds more uh, of the, uh, you know, intrigue to it. And is like, hey, come and watch this. You're really going to see this. So I think they, I think you had to go with the New York Jets for Hard Knocks this year. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to, to watch. Now that goes the whole season, right? It's not like just a six week episode type. No, that only, go, that only, the, the, there's the hard knocks that they do for the training camp, and that's going to be the New York Jets. Okay. And now, for the last couple of years, they've also been doing the hard knocks in season, and that's usually a different team. Oh, okay. See, see, like I thought last the... year, yeah, last year, hard knocks training camp was with the Lions, and in season was with the Cardinals. Oh, okay. So, uh, we don't know who's going to be in season uh, as far as Hard Knocks. We'll probably find that out a week or two into the training camp ones. That's when they announced that the that's when the Cardinals were announced to be the in season Hard Knocks. Yeah, um, I don't know because I know that's also gotten a lot of pushback from NFL teams. I'm just like, we really don't want to do this, <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, but uh, also uh, like I I, I kind of don't blame them in a way because I mean. Do they? Because it's been a couple seasons since I watched. Um, do they follow them after tri- after practice too, like personal live type stuff, or is it just it's strictly with some of them? With some of the ones with some of the players they feature and stuff like that. Yes. See, so like you know? that aspect of it, I can understand why they might be like a little against it because you know you just got done doing a two three hour practice. Last thing you want to do is have these cameras in your face when you're trying to either watch film at home or try to relax I get, with I the get family. That. I get that, but at the end of the day, too, the the one thing we have to realize now um is that the nfl is reality television 
It is. Oh yeah. Even though it's a sport, even though we watch it on Sundays and everything like that, like the NFL is on 24 seven, 365. It never takes a day off. And whether it's contract disputes or free agency or, you know, people losing their minds on Twitter, which we'll do in a minute. Um, <laughs> or surprise, surprise, not Antonio Brown either. Uh, no. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, like, people want NFL content. They want to see it. And in this kind of age that we're in, of this kind of voyeuristic uh, reality TV culture, that we have um the, the, that's the nfl and you know when, when you watch these kind of shows you people end up getting like you you get protagonists and antagonists you get people you want to root for you have people you want to root against now all of a sudden like with the lions last year they gained a lot of casual fans or people just like you know i'm, I'm not a lions fan but as long as they're not playing my team i'm pulling for them you know yeah because of Dan Campbell, because of Aiden Hutchinson, because of um, a, a lot of what they saw on that show, um, you you get that. So I'm wondering, you know, that that that's something that's that now I think is just part of the NFL and and part of part and parcel of. Listen, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You're uh, paid for your athletic prowess and everything like that. But also, listen. You got to face the facts that you're a TV star. Yeah. Whether it's on the field on Sunday, whether it's uh, doing interviews on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whether it's doing hard knocks during training camp, whether it's the off season and you're fucking high as shit, waving your hands at a Taylor Swift concert, um, <laughs> which I get because I also was high as shit, waving my hands at a Taylor Swift concert. Um, well, I wasn't high as shit, but. Uh, and you weren't waving your hands. You were making gestures no no my hands were in the air and i was waving them like i just wasn't caring uh i was careful not listen because let's face facts if i swifties are scary motherfuckers they're like a like a mini mafia listen like you like people don't fucking understand like these people are fucking toxic they are vicious and they do not stop if they find something or someone that they find quote unquote problematic, you are fucked and there's no <laughs> other way around it. and you cannot stop them. And it doesn't matter how right you think you are. It doesn't matter how wrong you think they are. Doesn't matter. Once they come after you, it's like a fucking way. It's like Godzilla. You cannot stop them. You just have to try to get out of the fucking way and minimize the damage because it's coming for you. So I know better to mind my manners because if i had any gesture or anything that the swifties around me would have found quote unquote problematic i would have never left met live fucking alive <laughs> would have never happened so uh so me and aaron we we know our place we know not to uh not to disturb not to rock the boat as it were even though uh man i'll tell you what some of those routines Taylor, <laughs> and, and the outfit she had my goodness, I'm just saying, you know, listen, it it, it, it it doesn't hurt sometimes being a Swifty husband. It really doesn't. It's uh it's it's sometimes, you know, you you uh there are perks. There are perks to being a Swifty husband. I'm just gonna say that uh right now. But anyway, um whether whether you're any of these things, whether you're you know, back to the original point, like again, there's Aaron Rodgers. 
enjoying Taylor Swift's concert because actually I think they're friends too. Yeah. Um, and all that other like all these other things that comes along with the price of admission. Now that's that you want to be an NFL star. Guess what? You're also a television star. You're also a celebrity. You're also going to have paparazzi. Right? Like this is welcome to this life. You know, you're not just an athlete anymore. Um, you're going to be a star. Um, even even for positions you wouldn't think, like fucking linemen and shit, are get you know get fouled. Look at uh, 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 Jason Kelsey. Yeah, uh, he's got his own podcast, but he's also I mean pretty well known around the NFL circles, and he's followed uh, in the off season. And he's you know like he's he's one of the people you know as a name, and he's a fucking center. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's 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 beyond just the quote unquote skill positions now. Um, so like that's part of being in the NFL at this point. Um, so whether you like it or not, whether you want to sit there and just say, man, I just, I just want to play ball. I just want to be an athlete. I just want to do that stuff. I think if you make it to the, to the big leagues, no matter what you're playing, whether it's NHL, NBA, NFL, obviously, uh, baseball, which I, I don't know, I ignore the shit out of that. So it doesn't matter. Um, any of those things like that comes with it. Now you are now part of that world so um it'll be interesting though i think it's going to be a fun show i think it, i think this hard knocks is going to be good we'll see if it's any better than the uh than the lions one uh which is going to be hard to do that line the lions hard knock was really really good yeah i was gonna say that's gonna be hard to top because like that you, was like you said they, they gained a lot of casual fans just because of the show a thousand percent a thousand percent and uh it's uh whereas i don't know what I don't think the Cardinals got any fans uh, from theirs. And now they got shitty uniforms, which could have been good. And then they just fucked it up right at the last minute. And it just, oh, God. And plus, Kyler Murray is just very unlikable. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's it, too. You know. He, he has a face the, I want to punch. You see the two things right there where it's, it's you know, you had the Lions and everybody was kind of rooting for them. And then you have the Cardinals where you have fucking Kyler Murray, who's acting like a big baby, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who just seems like a dad who's lost control of his entire house. Uh, you know, like when you have Kyler Murray yelling at DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm like, I remember watching that in a season. And I was like, listen, motherfucker, you can say that, you know, oh, maybe the Cardinals aren't that good or some people stink or all this other stuff. If there's a problem, though, it ain't fucking DeAndre Hopkins. All yeah. right, Kyle. Uh, so, uh, but hey. Best of luck to the Cardinals. Um, so yeah, I mean, right there, you just kind of see the 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 two differences of how you can gain fans or kind of have people be like, ah, go fuck yourself. Um, and and just one season and two different hard knocks. There you go. Yeah. So how about your buddy? You think he's going to be losing any fans? Which buddy is this from Twitter? The the clip that you oh, we're going to do. We're going to jump right into that yeah, now. Okay. I mean, yes. Yeah. Now. Before King uh, gets into it now, I just saw the headlines about this uh, Kadarius Tony supposedly being hacked and all that stuff. So I didn't get to listen to the clip. And um, according no, to King, it, it's it, it's a doozy. Here's the, here's the thing is this motherfucker has not been able to keep the Giants out of his mouth since the Giants did him a favor and got rid of him. Now, this is a guy who robbed the Giants of fucking money pretending to be injured because he didn't want to fucking play. So they're like, fuck it, fine. We'll trade you the fucking Chiefs. Enjoy your fucking stay. So he goes to the Chiefs, immediately plays, 
does well, wins a fucking Super Bowl. You figure, all right, motherfucker won a Super Bowl. He got out of New York, which he didn't want to be in. He was unhappy in there for whatever reason. Fine, whatever. Everybody's happy, right? This motherfucker just ain't happy. He constantly keeps on bringing up the Giants. Keeps on constantly bringing up the Giants fans. And he went on another tirade uh, the other day, shitting on Giants fans and doing all this other kind of shit. Uh, so then apparently a Giants, uh, a Giants fan or somebody there uh, uh, DM'd him and uh, said, yo, your music is trash, you bust bitch. You miss Daniel Jones. That's why you're mad, huh? Okay. So that's the preface. Kadarius Tony shits on New York, shits on the Giants, shits on Giants fans over on Twitter. Giant fan takes exception to that, sends him a DM. This was Kadarius Tony's response to that. You talking about Miss Danny Jones? Apparently he missed me, fuck ass nigga. I can show you the call out, bitch ass nigga. He calling me, blowing me up, fuck nigga. Fuck you talking about, hoe ass nigga. I don't give a fuck about no music shit you talking about, bitch ass nigga. You ain't slid on no block. You ain't pulled up on me yet. You ain't talking about shit, but in my DM, nigga. Pull up, nigga, or shit the fuck up. Period. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't know what the fuck he just <laughs> I have zero idea. I can't translate that. I don't know. Um, a lot of expletives. Yes. A lot of words that uh, that uh, I'm not going to repeat. Oh no, that's not uh, that's not what we're here. Um, apparently, calling uh, uh, this person and also calling Daniel Jones uh, a hoe ass, um, <laughs> and uh, telling the fan to uh, pull up uh, to. Uh, to uh, uh, apparently uh, engaged in some sort of altercation uh, from what I can understand. Um, and that's not it, because apparently he responded with more um, after that. There was another what? one. Oh, let me, oh, I got to pull that back there, because apparently uh, this person then said, nobody misses you sitting on the sideline all season, buddy. You ain't do shit for us besides stay injured, bum bitch okay so that's that's the response to the first message from this fan okay. now here's Darius's response tell that nigga stop calling me then if he don't miss me fuck ass nigga with your puss ass on my DM nigga unless you drop in the attic fuck nigga <laughs> I love I love puss ass I love that I'm t I'm stealing that from Mr. Kadarius Tony you're not not pussy ass by the way which yeah. would be inappropriate to say just puss ass you a puss ass which um, i guess would be more politically correct because it's not a curse word I think so, or anything, yes you know? yes yes you know it's not it's not uh you know uh, i don't think it's referring to anything like that that would be considered a misogynistic uh, uh sort of terminology or insult uh, uh of that way yeah uh, so i think i think puss ass is actually pretty pretty good you know pretty uh <laughs> Um, I, I heard it today uh, actually on broadcast radio. So the fact that it's actually safe to say over the airwaves uh, to me says, um, yeah, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a that's a that's a pretty good uh, term to use. Yeah. So, um, and I yeah, I, I guess I probably should have put it like a warning before you play that first clip. But don't play this at work. You might get in trouble. Yeah, no, that might. Well, you did kind of let some people know uh, about the situation. Um, and uh, listen, if anybody knows or listens to this show, knows that um, it's very unsafe for, you know, not safe for work as it is, yeah. NSFW, as they say. Um, the thing but, I, uh, I, I get a kick out of, out of this, this whole thing with him 
He's what, a fourth string, fifth string wide receiver on Kansas City? I, I think he's their second or third. Like, he's he's up there. Like, he, listen, I'm, I'm not going to deny the kid's got talent. He okay. does. Here's the thing. Like, like, motherfucker, you got what you wanted. Like, you you, you trolled the Giants. You sat out, oh, I'm injured. Oh, I'm injured. I can't do anything. I can't do anything. Giants trade you. All of a sudden, you're miraculously healed. And you go on and, and, and do your shit. Fine. Like... And and Giants fans were even like, hey, right, whatever. We were we were even like, you beat the Eagles. Thank you very fucking much <laughs> for doing that for us. You know, still working for us. Thank you very much, Kadarius. And then he still had the nerve to like fucking shit on the Giants, shit on the Giants fans. The t- you know, like the team that he stole money from. Yeah. With ownership and fans who paid money to go see his dumb crackhead ass be out there. And by the way. This motherfucker does look like a goddamn crackhead. Do you ever see him? He's got yeah. that waxy ass fucking skin. He's got that fucked up facial structure. He looks like he belongs in a goddamn McGruff fucking commercial from the 80s as like fucking evil crack dealer number four. You know what I'm saying? Like this motherfucker out here trying to act like he's some kind of fucking above it. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, no, you won a Super Bowl with Kansas City at the Giants' good graces because you fucked them over constantly. And then you still can't keep our names out your fucking mouth because you were fucking crying ass little pussy. And I'll say, I'm sorry, you were a puss ass. There we go. I was going to say, you got to use the phrase. <laughs> fucker. It, 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 that part pisses me off. Not even as a Giants fan, but just as, as a normal fucking human being. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. You got everything you want and more, and you're still bitching about the. That's like, listen, this is like somebody getting out of a relationship that just wasn't working, going to a new relationship that is wonderful and fantastic, and then checking in on the relationship that they had before, seeing that they're doing better than they were when you were with them, yeah. but not as good as you are now or whatever, like if you want to compare and stuff, and then still trying to shit on your ex while you're with the Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Move on. Be where you are. You're a Kansas City Chief with maybe the greatest quarterback uh, uh, playing right now today with just nothing but talent and opportunity ahead of you to win more Super Bowls and to make more money and to do all of that shit. And you can't keep your mouth shut about the New York fucking Giants. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you really a crackhead? It sounds like he motherfucker. Sounds like he has a uh, volume one of the Antonio Brown playbook. Like I don't like. Listen, like I'm I'm not going to sit here and compare him to to that fucking mess. Um, not yet. Anyway, I was going to say not yet. That's the key thing. But man, is he fucking just uh, like I'm? I I don't understand what the fuck this moron's fucking problem is, but. Like if you like, listen, you can do all you want, but if you think you're going to go head to head against the entire New York metropolitan fucking area, you're going to lose. Yeah. Sorry. You're going to fucking lose. So, um, I mean, keep talking your shit, but then, keep on, talking your shit. But then on the flip side though, that wasn't him though. According to him, according to Kadarius, Tony now. Now, this is where I may have to go ahead and offer a retraction at some point, maybe. 
I don't know. Apparently, the tweets that he had sent out, uh, you know, shitting on the New York Giants and the New York Giants organization and uh, the New York Giants fan base and New York Giants players, um, all of that was due to a hack. He was hacked. Those tweets were not him. Somebody sent them out. So then you're sitting here wondering, well, if those tweets were hacks and that's not what he really said, why did he respond uh, in his DMs uh, to these things instead of instead of saying, hey, that was me, I was hacked, you know, the, yeah. the, don't come back to me like this, that's not what happened. Why did you respond uh, in, in your DMs in such a uh, quite uh, uh, unintelligible way? <laughs> um to which uh, he said that, yeah, no, that was hacked too, and that uh, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. That wasn't his voice. Well, whose voice was it? Well, we don't know. Was it AI? Dun, dun, was it dun. one of those AI voice bots? Was it somebody trying to do a Kadarius Tony impression? Which, if that's somebody trying to do Kadarius Tony, good job for tr- having a fucking motor mumble mouth like that. <laughs> um, because holy shit. Um, but, um, I did hear somebody do a side-by-side comparison of of Kadarius Tony, uh, in one of his interviews where he's on a phone. So it's like, same thing, you know, so you're not getting like a clearer mic version of being like, Oh, well, that's not him or something like that. Like you want to get as close to possible, uh, uh, to, to, uh, get a good voice sample so they found an interview of him that he did on the phone so it has that same kind of quality uh took that and then played uh the clip that we just heard um and and there's no difference there's there's, there's no difference so um i'm i'm gonna sit here and say i'm I'm no forensic analysis yeah that's not you know I'm, i'm not qualified or educated in that way uh, to have gone through uh, cop school. I don't think that's what it's actually called, but uh, to do all that kind of voice recognition and analysis and all that other kind of shit. But um, to the ear, uh, yes, no, that was Kadarius Tony. And clearly it was Kadarius Tony. And clearly the tweets were Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Um, and he can try to sit there and say whatever he wants. Uh, listen, he can sit there and say that, oh, maybe he smoked too much weed and he got stupid. Fine. Even that is whatever. But the problem is, is that this is a pattern this isn't a one-off this isn't like he decided to talk shit on the giants and then did this thing and then it was like oh well that's out of nowhere no he hasn't shut the fuck up about the giants since the giants got rid of him and he won't and he hasn't so i'm waiting for the day hopefully one day now i know we're 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 years away from it now i think we're two or three years away from the nfc east facing the afc west again because uh, I think they just played last year, believe it or not, I, I think. Yeah, because I remember, I remember Philly played Kansas City. Yeah, so uh, so it's still, so now we have three years to wait before that happens. But um, And and who knows what happens at that time. He might get traded again, or he might ask to be traded or released because I'm Kadarius Tony or whatever the fuck he's going to do. Or maybe he'll be, quote-unquote, injured with Kansas City, too. <laughs> uh, but I want to see somebody just light that motherfucker up now. Like, well, listen, you know what? maybe it'll have the reverse effect that Burfset had on Antonio Brown. Maybe I'll make this this guy talk normal, and you'll be able to understand when he's on the the phone. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But just uh, that's a nice little, uh, nice little interlude there with uh, with uh, Kadarius Tony. There's your there's your Kadarius Tony. Uh, a segment of the show 
my God, like I just, I, I don't like, and listen, I could sit here and make fun of a lot more just what he said, how yeah. he said it. Um, I kind of went off and did call him a waxy skin crackhead, but you know, um, <laughs> I don't look at like, he looks like a wax figure. Like, I don't know what it just, I don't know. And he's got that weird kind of bone structure too. Like he looks like it, I, I don't Does know. Look like, a, like a crackhead, like a sunken cheeks in and everything too. Yeah, He's got like the big brow. He's got like, like he, he looks like the, he looks like a, like a, like a stereotypical villain from an eighties movie, you know, <laughs> like it's, like I don't know, like you know, it's it's not it's it's not great, yeah. Uh, but and and listen, nobody wants to sit here and and be making fun of Kadarius Tony and the way he said whatever the fuck he said, um, and all that kind of shit. But but he keeps on doing this and doing this to himself, and it's like, dude, move the fuck on. The Giants have moved on. Everybody else has moved the fuck on. You're the only one still fucking talking about the New York Giants and the New York Giants fan base and New York Giants organization and Daniel Jones and all this other shit. Like, why? What is the fucking point? Well, shut the fuck up. If there's one player on that Chiefs team that could tell him to shut the fuck up is Patrick Mahomes because obviously we know what's going on with his brothers and his brother's been a, a douche. And Kelsey. And Kelsey can do it too. Yeah, Kel- yeah, true. Yeah, I think the leaders on that team could tell him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because again, I mean, you know? he's not... You know, he's not a, a top five receiver like that. You got to be like, okay, you got prima donna here. We got to watch how we say everything. No, because just, just he, walk up and tell him, shut the fuck up. Watch what you say. He, he also seems like the guy that would completely disregard and ignore like fucking Andy Reid. You know, yeah, one of the top two, three coaches in NFL history. He'd be like, oh, man, shut the fuck up. You know, yeah, I ain't got to listen to you. Go eat another cheeseburger, motherfucker. <laughs> Or however he would say, I'm sure there would be a couple of more choice words in there uh, from Mr. Kadarius Tony. Um, but I think if you had there, like Kermit D. Frog Mahomes there, uh, <laughs> just tell him, listen, shut the fuck up. Or listen, I'm that's the other thing too is like Mahomes can sit that motherfucker if he wants to. Yeah. Um, and, but that's if he wants to, because again, he's got a brother who's an asshole. So. Uh, you know how 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 high is his tolerance for for dealing with a you know a brother that's an asshole and and uh, you know listen I'm 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 well I mean the brother stuff is not I know the stuff with Brittany Mahomes there are people who say a lot of stuff about her I'm I'm not going to repeat some of that stuff yeah. although some of it I do agree with um, I'm not going to say that on here because I'm not I don't want to disrespect Patrick I think he's a good quarterback I think. Uh, I think there are some things that he wishes uh, his wife wouldn't say or do. Uh, and then the same, obviously, with his brother was hoping that he wouldn't do. Or, and especially, you know, unwantingly sticking his tongue down the barman's <laughs> throat is yeah. one of those things. Um, so I, I, I have no doubt that, you know, like he's, he's you know, he, he knows what the deal is. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, but as far as his teammate, in Kadarius, uh, you got to shut that motherfucker up, <laughs> like, and tell him, like, listen, you ain't on the Giants anymore. Move the fuck on. See that giant fucking ring you got on your finger? Look at that. Every time you think you want to say something about the Giants, look at that finger and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like even at the ring ceremony, he put the ring on and he flipped the bird with it and was like to to the Giants and to all the New York and some shit like that. And it's like. Why, when you are putting a Super Bowl championship ring on your finger, 
are the Giants of all teams still in your fucking head? The only team and the only players that should be putting on a Super Bowl ring and flipping off the Giants are the Eagles or the Cowboys. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Those are the only teams that should be doing it. If you're a rival. That's it. What the fuck are you doing? Fucking Christ. <laughs> so, now this topic I didn't bring up to you um, before the show. And it kind of just popped in my head. Thought about it during the week. But um, rumors are coming out. Uh, talk, we'll talk a little bit about UFC here. Rumors are coming out that Ronda Rousey might be coming back to UFC. I saw something about that. Yeah, um, she's I have no idea. She's supposedly... It's a bad time. Bad time. And, uh, yeah, and she's if she comes back, she's just automatically going to get a, a title shot. Not not just she her. But do you think that's right though? Like that, like Conor McGregor, you know, hasn't fought in money. Uh, yeah, but and McGregor can do it too because money they'll draw, and that's the point with anything, whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA, whether it's pro wrestling, which is obviously we all know fake and scripted. Well, I mean, whether you want to use fake or not, but it's scripted and, and all that other shit. Yeah. Um, whatever draws money, draws money. And at the end of the day, people will pay money to see Conor McGregor fight somebody for a belt. More so than if Conor McGregor was just fighting somebody. Now, people would just pay to see Conor McGregor fight somebody, sure. Yeah. But if you put a belt on the line, more people will pay to see that. And at the end of the day, UFC is a business. And, you know, boxing is a business. MMA is a business. It's all a business. So if Ronda Rousey comes back, that's a name. That's a household name made in UFC being the most dominant woman at a time where women's MMA was floundering, wasn't, you know, was, was just in its earliest days. Yeah. You know, and she was the fucking name. Now you put her out there. Absolutely, people will fucking buy that up. People will buy it to see her win. People will buy it to see her get her ass kicked. But people will buy it and watch it. And that is the entire point. Whether she wins or loses, people will buy it. And Dana's going to get a lot of money. And Ronda's going to get a lot of money. And everybody else around there is going to get a lot of money, except for the fighters. Uh, but that's, that's why. So whether it's right, whether it's wrong, it's what it is. It's the reality of it. And that's the other thing, too. This is this is the thing that bothers me a lot with with people who are, you know, the quote unquote, like, the, the, you know, the sports experts and yeah. the people who uh, take sports seriously. And this is what's going on. Like they, they look at things like that and are like, well, they, she should have to go up the ranks and she should have to do a listen. This is not fair. And why is this? It's like they they all forget the bottom line when it comes to anything is making money. You want to make money. You want to get as much money as you can. You want to get as much eyeballs as you can. If you have a pay-per-view, you want people to watch as much as you can. That's what you want to do. Now, again, I'm going to like, let, let's look at the NFL here. Let's see. Uh, Thursday night football, Amazon paid 1.1, 1.2 billion dollars for Thursday night football. Okay. And last year, there wasn't one good fucking game on Thursday night to the point where it was a joke. Yeah. It was a running meme of how bad Thursday night football was to the point when finally a touchdown was scored after I think two and a half games, everybody shot their fucking load. Everybody was like, Oh my God, a touchdown on Thursday night. <laughs> 
So what happens in this offseason? The idea is floated of, oh, we're going to flex Thursday games. And people lost their mind. This is terrible. Competitive disadvantage. We can't do that. How dare you? This is bad for the players. This is bad for this. This is bad for that. At the end of the day, Amazon paid $1.1 billion to show the NFL. And they're not going to do that again. And other networks aren't going to do that again if they're going to be given the shittiest game package that's out there they're not going to do that so how do you satisfy that how do you satisfy that you do what's best for business you put the money and you put the business first above everything else and that's not evil that's not bad sportsmanship that's the business of sports that's the business of the game at the end of the day you have to realize that you have to realize that without people watching it without there being an income without all the ad revenue none of these leagues exist and no it doesn't matter then what they do they could be playing on a fucking dirt lot for the love of the game and that's all great and good but who's watching it it's not on tv nobody gives a shit and then you wouldn't like that yeah so at the end of the day the people who enjoy the fruits of that, that sports business and the sports business decisions are the people that bitch about it no you have to understand where this is coming from and you can be upset with it and you cannot like it especially if it impacts your team like if you have if your team has to play another thursday night game and you don't want to and it's oh this puts us a fine i can understand being upset by that but at the end of the day if they don't do that then that's going to take away like the next time something like that comes up amazon's gonna be like we're not paying that and then anybody else who wants to pay for thursday night football is going to be like well we saw what happened with amazon so we're not paying anywhere near that so then that's less money less revenue salary cap goes down there's like it's just overall it's a, worse. It's a big snowball effect it's a worse outcome for everybody yeah now, are there better ways to kind of do maybe a thursday night scheduling or maybe in my mind get rid of thursday night but again there's the other thing i don't like thursday night football but it just brought the nfl 1.1 billion dollars a year fuck off of course it's gonna stay what else do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're just going to get rid of Thursday Night Football because, well, they put some teams and some players at a disadvantage? They're making $1.1 billion a fucking year. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. You're not going to – listen, you're not going to get rid of Thursday Night Football. You're not going to get – like, so at this point, you have to make the best of it, and you also have to make it the most entertaining, and you have to get the most eyeballs on it to make it worth – that 1.1 billion dollars so the next time the contract comes up in four years or whatever it is they'll want to pay 1.5 billion dollars for it or yeah. somebody else will you know and and that's the point so when it comes to stuff like ufc oh it's not fair ronda rousey should have to stay back or connor shouldn't be in a fight he hasn't fought in five years he should guess what those motherfuckers fighting for those titles on those nights are going to bring in enough money to keep shit running in ufc for another fucking five years that's why they do that and that's why it's there so whether you think it's fair or not that they jumped the line that they cut the line do anything like that and not only that but those two i would argue if you want to talk from a, just a strictly sportsman point of view they've earned that fucking right they put the work in they put the time in they've been at the top of the mountain multiple times fought multiple people been there 
So, and that can, and not only that, but like Ronda Rousey built that women's division as much as you want to say, like she couldn't compete against fucking Nunez and some of the other people. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. At the time when there was nobody else, that bitch built that fucking division, built it. No, I agree. I, I agree with and, that. And UFC today is not nearly as big as it is without Conor McGregor. It's not. And as much as people want to say that, oh, he can't fight or other fighters were better. And I'm sure, absolutely, you could put out there say other fighters were better. Other, like, I, I mean, that's an argument for, for another day. But as far as making the sport bigger, making the sport more respectable, bringing more money into the sport than any other fighter, that's Conor McGregor. Like him or not, which, uh, I mean, lately it's been a lot more of the not. Yeah. Uh, but he, he is the reason the UFC is, even at this point, now so yes he gets to cut the line ronda rousey she gets to cut the line don't like it get in the fucking octagon and take them on and shut them up otherwise shut the fuck up buy your pay-per-view like you know you're gonna fucking do and watch them fight i'll take them on i'll just kick connor's leg I, make sure that breaks and then you know, i would ran, let ronda rousey fucking i was gonna say i'll let ronda take me down whatever she wanted to do whatever <laughs> I would um, do that. I would I would cry in pain and joy and just thank her for all the broken arms that I have. Um, and, you'll be uh, a full uh, body cast writing down your answers. Like, oh, <laughs> totally worth it. Totally, I'm sorry. I apologize. That was completely misogynistic. I should not say those things. That's a terrible thing. Although, isn't she the one who said like before every fight she fucked? Yes. Yes. The night, like, I, like, night before. It, it was part of yeah, it was like part of her pre-fight routine was I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta, like, I, I gotta bang before the fight and, and get ready. I was like, that's a, that's a hell of a pre-fight routine, but hey, go on. <laughs> um, and go dick too, apparently. <laughs> See, nuts, dick. It's all, it's all part of the thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my misogynistic ways, and uh, I, I, I completely apologize. Uh, stay tuned, sports. Views. Stay tuned, sports. Going to send you back for another thirty day. Uh... The, uh, the views of King do not represent those of <laughs> Sports or Skunk Duck Studios and uh, uh, or or uh, anybody else or uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I was going to say I was going to say we would have had a sponsor on this show, but things kind of fell through with that. But um, oh well, what, what are you going to do? Well, that's my fault. That's partly my yeah. fault. We had an up to substance season. Um, to substance season kind of fell apart right at the last minute, unfortunately. Um, but uh, but I like that there was a conversation. Yeah, I like that there was a conversation. You know, it, it shows growth. It shows growth. Um, so we'll just keep on moving. With that. Again, we're also well. Listen, we're on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you look at the stuff that's on, like, because because we put the show out through Podbean, but we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on all the places that you can get podcasts. Not Stitcher. Stitcher folded. So fuck Stitcher. Uh, but we're on Spotify. Like you know, so we're on those things. I don't know if those numbers get brought over. For us to see, I I I don't I think, know how. I think all of them except for Spotify, but I I think so, Podbean's in the process of integrating Spotify into the numbers. See what the numbers are, right? So, but again, so if you guys want to listen to us, like you don't have to go through the the uh, Podbean link that that Jimbo posts all the time, even though I've told him to. I stopped doing that. No, I've been using Spotify, the Spotify link. Okay, if you say so. All right, um, uh, all right. I'm going to be watching you. you know, uh, but anyway, but we, we, I, I like where we're going is what I'm saying. I think we, we've had some growth here. I like where we're going. Um, 
me talking about Ronda Rousey hurting me in a sexual way may help or hurt that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll cross that bridge when we get there. You know. And, and we got to get more phrases like puss ass or whatever. Dude, I love pussy. I'm, gonna, I'm making a t-shirt with that say, on. I'm going to make a t-shirt up with that. I may make a t-shirt with that on it. It's uh, it's just, oh, thank you, Kaderi. Man, it is fucking hot today. It is. I, you know, like with, with work, we have no AC in there. So I can once once we're done recording here, not to get gross, I'm going to take a shower. No, absolutely. I took a shower beforehand, and I might have to take a shower one now. I'm just sitting here talking. I am fucking drenched. Yeah. Sweat. Now, granted, the ceiling fan in my kitchen fucking broke, so I have no circulation whatsoever. Uh, but it is just, uh, I'm looking right now, it is 93 degrees here in um, shitty, awful Bayo, New Jersey. Um and it is uh, it is not pleasant. It's well, not pleasant. I'll, I'll be back out that way uh, Friday night. Hopefully the, the rain holds off so my son could fly in safe. I'll be picking him up at the Newark airport. Nice, nice, nice. And, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Newark airport. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, how you, that's how you know somebody truly loves you. They pick you up from Newark airport. So, and I know you love your son. Well, so I know and that that's, it's, it's good eye racing practice. Um, I mean, the wife, she just closes her eyes and clamps down on the door and prays so and hopes. When you came down a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> when you came down a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about like all like what she's seen and driving through New Jersey and driving through on a turnpike and on in Newark and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, that's your, first of all, first of all, the fact that you drove through Newark, stupid, you should have never done that. Just take the fucking turnpike. Don't drive through Newark, but okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, that's just, that's how people drive. You gotta, you, you gotta know how people drive. Now that's the great thing about Jersey is that most people drive, they drive fast, they drive crazy, but they drive safe because everybody knows how they're doing. Like I've seen people weave in and out of the traffic and they're assholes and I flip them off. Yeah. But you know, as long as you do what you're doing, you're going to be okay. You don't have to really do anything. Every now and then you catch an asshole out of state. Most of the accidents happen because of out of state is usually New Yorkers. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. New Yorkers do not know how to fucking drive. It's especially surprising. In I, I, you, th you would think so. You would think, oh man, New Yorkers. No, not a chance. New Yorkers fucking suck. They yeah. do. Straight up. Are they as bad as people from Connecticut? Connecticuters? Whatever. Are Connecticutians? <laughs> Connecticutians? I don't know what you would call people from the assholes is what I call them. They may be the worst drivers in the United States of America. Between them and the assholes, fucking Connecticut, Massachusetts, probably the worst drivers in the fucking history of the fucking United States of America. Just the worst. But New Jersey? Pretty good. Not bad. Pennsylvania, you, you motherfuckers got shit to work on. But uh, <laughs> but uh, New Jersey, not bad. Especially North Jersey. You go South Jersey, that's not really Jersey. That's not, that's like dealing with a bunch of like fucking rednecks and fucking Philly people. You don't even have to worry about South Jersey. Oh, North so, Jersey, though, is its own animal. So so good, good wholesome, nice people. No, no terrible people. They call <laughs> another hand pork roll like a bunch of fucking savages. Like, get the fuck out of here. I will fight. That is the hill that I will die on. I will fight anybody about Taylor Ham. It is Taylor Ham. It will always be Taylor Ham. It is Taylor. It's actually called pork roll. Taylor Ham. It's just a brand name. Yeah. And do you put an adhesive bandage on your cut when you get cut? Or do you put a Band-Aid? Everybody says Band-Aid, even though Band-Aid is the fucking brand name. Taylor Ham. Fucking cocksuckers. It's puss-ass ham. Puss-ass ham. <laughs> Taylor puss-ass ham. Oh uh, well, I I I think that's gonna be it for us for this week. Um, Already? Oh, yeah. we're done. Aww. Yeah, I I feel like oh, we, we 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 knocked the rust off. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be back next week. 
Uh, maybe we'll have some well, more sound be, well, bites. Listen, nobody, nobody can really cancel us. Like we're we were we're really not a cancelable show. Um, you know, uh, uh, no, people may not like uh, unless Tony you know listens to the the show. And I finds out. I want I want that so bad. <laughs> I do want Darius to listen to the show. Listen to me calling him a wax-skinned, crackhead-looking motherfucker, like fucking McGruff the crime dog villain cast motherfucker, <laughs> uh, and see what his response would be. Um, because his his nonsense of just not keeping the Giants out of his fucking mouth, like, I don't understand it. Like, it makes no sense. But Kadarius, if you're listening... And I do mean this with all my heart. You are a talented son of a bitch. I was excited when the Giants drafted you because I thought we were getting a real weapon. Uh, it turned out you were just a complete scumbag asshole who stole money from the organization and from fans um, and then went to Kansas City and decided to show off your real talents. Um, which, hey, listen, whatever. You do your thing. Um, but just from me to you, honestly, uh, I'm glad you got the Super Bowl ring. Uh, I'm glad you're uh, happy out there whatever. Shut the fuck up. Just at the end of the day, shut the fuck up. Keep the Giants out of your mouth. Keep New York out of your mouth. Keep the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area out of your mouth. Keep Giants fans out of your mouth. Um, you can keep, you know, whoever's dick it is you're sucking in your mouth, uh, you know, out there. Because I know you are you might be a down low. You know, I don't want to say nothing. But you, know, <laughs> you have that look, too. It's that little crackhead kind of down low, down low brother. As they say, you kind of got that DL look. But uh, hey, whatever. Listen, it's 2023. I'm not here to judge. The only thing I'm going to judge you on is you keep on fucking with the Giants. Shut the fuck up. The end. Okay. That's Till all next, I got to say. Until next week, it's your good friend Jimbo. Uh, and it's King, apparently. Oh, we're not doing a read today? Oh, man, that sucks. Okay, well, next week. We'll get it next week. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get it next week. week. Okay. See you later. <laughs>